Hey everybody, welcome to the Trag Geeks podcast, episode number 88. I'm Kevin Merrow, and today we're joined once again by Chris Derrick. Chris Derrick works for Sika Gear. He is the whitetail specialist. Um, so today we're going to dive into the 2020 gear that Sika will be releasing in the whitetail category. I'm excited to uh, find out what that is and uh, learn more about it. So Again, guys, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Let's jump right into the conversation with Chris. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Chris. I know we've had you on before, but I'm, I'm excited to uh, to have you back on here tonight. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and uh, talk about what's new for 2020. Yeah, I think the last time we chatted was um, last year, around this time. It might have been in August, but I haven't seen you since probably the ATA a few years ago. I know recently, uh, or last year, you came to Pennsylvania and, and hunted a little bit here in Pennsylvania testing gear. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about that and your experience here in Pennsylvania. I think it was your first time coming here. Yeah, I'd never done the public land, um, uh, you know, whitetail hunting for, for mountain bucks. And that's something, it's pretty unique to to uh, your area. So it's, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of fun and and i certainly enjoyed it and and got to hunt out of a saddle uh in that area take my first gear out of the saddle so that that was a lot of uh, a lot of fun that's awesome did you enjoy hunting out of the saddle is it something you're going to probably continue doing or is it something that you know you you might only do in certain situations i know a lot of people say you know it's a good tool and then other people are like i'm hunting out of a saddle full time for whitetail yeah, it won't be a full time. I'll, I'll tell you where, but I do love it. If I'm doing a mobile hanging hunt type situation, 100% all saddle. Yeah. Uh, because it's just, you can go in so light. I mean, under 10 pounds with like sticks and a stand for, for you to be able to go in and, and take care of all that if, if you set yourself up the right way with aiders. But if I'm going to be hunting like my personal property where I can set a stand, uh, and I don't have to be pulling or I don't need to make a move on a deer, uh, then I would definitely stay with a, a traditional platform style. Um, but if I can't hang in advance or if I see a deer sitting another part of a field and I need to make a move on them, then uh, absolutely I would go full saddle. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's a, it's a tool that everybody should have in their arsenal, you know, for that, that mobile type of hunting, especially – when you're hiking in a few miles and hunting, I know I don't do much mounting hunting here in Pennsylvania just because I have my own property and, um, you know, where I'm located it, I don't really need to hike into a, a lot of big public land. Uh, I hunt more private land in Pennsylvania, but when I go hunt down in Virginia and West Virginia with my buddy, Nathan, we hike in pretty far and, uh, yeah, saddle is definitely, definitely needed i feel you know there's there's some lightweight gear out there for stands and sticks but it's still a haul and it's not as not as convenient as a saddle for sure yeah and i always thought that uh, maybe you know i didn't know how comfortable it'd be but i did multiple all-day sits in it and uh once you get used to it um i mean i can i can do all-day set no problem in it and uh and i'm totally comfortable so I think it has its, like you said, it has its place in your kit. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're never going mobile, 
maybe it's not for you. I don't think, but if you are somebody that's going to go mobile, like you're talking about for West Virginia, I mean, I can't think of a better way to go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you ended up, you ended up killing a buck here in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I did. And he was actually on my, uh, on my offhand side. So that's like, if you ever hunt, like you face a, you know, towards the tree. And if you're a righty, like I am, you know, everything from your, your left side and behind you is great. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the challenges is everything to your right side essentially becomes, um, an offhand. So it's like, I guess, like if you're playing tennis or whatever, a backhand side, and it's not that you can't do anything with it. It's just, you got to learn how, so you have like step over and like lean out and away from the tree. And, and then that's how you're taking your shot off the offhand side. So you just need to practice it. Um, and, and you can get it done, but that was what was so much fun about it is like, I did, he did not come from the way I expected. He came from the <laughs> downland side. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to give this a shot. So now, did you I have a lot of, a bunch more yeah. Did you have a lot of time to get into position or was it something like super quick? He was on you and, and you had to worry about some motion or was it, uh, did you have time to set up for that shot? Uh, he never knew I was there. Um, so, uh, I did have time. Uh, but that is one thing, uh, you know, if you, if you're going to have to make the move, there is the most motion. Um, one thing too, I did find also is the platform is tiny as it is, mm-hmm. but I'm not a huge guy, you know, I'm five, eight, one fifty-five, So I can stand on that small platform yep. and even stand up if I want to. That's not what I did in that situation, but I could actually just use it like a little mini platform if I truly wanted to. Um, you know, I, you couldn't stay there that long. I don't think doing that, but, uh, uh, there's nothing to say you couldn't get it done, but, um, you know, that's the swinging aspect of saddle hunting is, is definitely something you have to pay attention to. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I, I, I find myself a lot of times, um, if I'm facing the tree, I'll just swing, like say my right arm underneath the tether and turn my back to the tree and, and get up in like a standing position. And then that tether is going across my chest, almost like a, a sling, so to speak. And I stand in that position a lot. Um, it's just really comfortable for me. So it is very versatile. It does take a little bit of a learning curve, but, um, I still haven't killed one out of it. I, I run a trophy line saddle. I still haven't killed one out of it, but I'm looking to, to shoot a few doe out of it at least this year. Um, but yeah, last year was my first year running the saddle and I, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. If you can get a tree too, that like splits and make a Y or two trees that are about three feet apart, mm-hmm. you can actually use the other tree as a, as a, as a lean to. So yeah. To speak. And then, um, so that's really nice. Um, so it gives you a little prop to sit against and it gives you great cover and will prevent you from swinging especially if you're new to it so yeah if somebody's trying for the first time look for that in a tree if you can and uh it's, it's not a bad choice yeah i made a mistake one time climbing up a tree in the dark and i thought it was a perfect tree and then when i got up there i had to tether wrong and the tree was kind of leaning the wrong way <laughs> and if you can picture i'm like <laughs> it's like pushing me away from the tree and swinging me out like a swing and uh, i had to climb down and reposition myself on that tree but uh, definitely some learning curves with it, but it's something you can catch on pretty quick too, I think. 
Uh, with that said, Chris, you know, dive, you know, before we dive into the 2020 gear, now that we're talking about saddle hunting, I, I do have a question for you. Last year, you know, I ran, I ran the saddle into the late season and a lot of times I'd run the, the Equinox pants and then take my Fanatic bibs with me. Um, and I think I'm going to switch to more of the Stratus stuff this year because of the layering, the layering, you know, I'm so used to climbing up into a tree stand. And if I get cold, I just put my bibs on up in the stand Well, when you're in a saddle and the saddle's kind of like a diaper, um, I ran into that predicament of like, well, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to put on clothes before I get up into the tree. You know, what's your recommendation for that? And what did you do? Because I, I believe you were hunting more of a late season hunt uh, when you did come to Pennsylvania. What was your what was your system and setup like for the hike in and then when you got to the base of the tree or when you were up in the tree? Yeah, depending on if we were hiking too far, what I would do is, and I use the Stratus bibs. Um, mm-hmm. So what I like about those is you can fully vent them um, down the side legs and down the front. So if you, if you do that and you're not going too far, having to bust through any brush or anything, you know, you could wear your Equinox pants or your base layers under that and just heck in. Um, but then if I'm going a long way, I'm going to, I'm going to take my bibs off. And that's one of the things I love about, you know, having bibs and, and you can just roll them up, put them in your pack or strap them to your pack hike in with the lightest stuff you can possibly wear. So you're actually really cool getting out of the truck and then you hike, get warm, get to the base of the tree, take your time setting up if you can. That way you're not all sweaty, put the bibs on, put the saddle on and then go up with the, with the bibs all vented. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the best way I can say if you got a layer. Gotcha. Well, that is what I'm going to do for sure. Cause I know that, the fanatic, I think, with my with the problem I ran into with the fanatic bibs, not that they wouldn't work, but my saddle was just too, uh, it was sized to my size, and with the extra clothing on, I I had a hard time, and it worked, but I had a hard time getting the saddle on just because it wasn't. I should have maybe have another size up, you know what I mean? So um, with the Stratus stuff, I think it would work out a lot better for me. Uh, but you know, Absolutely. talk talking about the Stratus stuff. I I I think there's some new Stratus things uh, in the works for 2020. Can you uh, can you dive into the clothing for uh, Sika that's coming out here for uh, the 2020 year? Yeah, uh, 2020 is actually a huge year. We have tons of new stuff coming out this year, um, and and like you said, Stratus is one of the new uh, items that are coming out and the jacket and the vest are both uh, being relaunched and we made some, some pretty big updates. First of all, they're both available in blaze and EV2. So if you want to go in and have a full blaze jacket, uh, you can do that if you're like in Wisconsin, or if you want to wear a vest, uh, you know, and it's not just a vest anymore, which is just, you know, orange, blaze mm-hmm. orange. Now it's actually a blaze vest with, Windstopper, so it's going to actually have performance attributes to it. So if you're if you're wearing your vest, then you don't have to wear you know two layers. You know you could you could knock out a layer, and uh, you know that's always less bulk. It's a nice thing. Um, so that's that's why this the Stratus vest and the uh, jacket are both available in Blaze. Um, and then another update we made for them 
this year is we have the constant connect safety harness port. So I know we were talking saddles, but if you're running traditional platforms, mm -hmm. most people are going to run a shoulder mounted harness tether, right? Yeah. Yep. And in those cases, you know, even if you've got a, a port in the back of your jacket and the reason that port's there is so, you know, if you're wearing a hood, you can't have a, a tether on the inside of your jacket and come out your hood and by your cheek. And then, uh, you know, even if you're wearing like it coming out from the underside of your jacket, it kind of sits against your neck and it's not super comfortable. But in order to layer properly, you would technically have to disconnect from the tree or throw your lineman's belt around would be actually the proper way to do it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people skip that step. And I know somebody that had fallen out of tree stand and broke his neck and spent a lot of time in traction. And so we developed this system where the back of the, the um, jacket neck, like along the neckline breaks apart. There's a magnet that comes back together through a unique slide to lock snap. And so now you can actually add or remove a layer and never disconnect your tether from the tree stand. And once you have this thing, it's like, you don't know you need it, but now I get like actually pretty pissed if I don't have my jacket. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, is that, was that system part of the, uh, the fanatic stuff that was released last year? Is it, is it Correct. similar yeah. to that? Yeah. That, that system is clutch. Cause I used that multiple times throughout the year and I was like, this is a lifesaver because a lot of times, you know, I ran the Fanatic stuff. I'd hike in in the Equinox in the Fanatic hoodie. And then as I got chilled, um, if, before I got cold, but if I felt a little chilly, I'd, I'd start layering up into the, the Fanatic stuff. And it was just so nice to not have to undo that tether um, with that system. So it'll be, it'll be really nice to see that into the Stratus stuff. Absolutely. Um and then also, like, the biggest change or the one that I'm most excited about is that we, we developed some great hearing ports. So I'm sure most everybody out there listening can relate to this. Uh, you're either a hood guy or you're not, mm -hmm. right? Uh, either you love a hood or you hate a hood. I'm a I'm a, someone that I just can't stand having anything covering my ears because I can't hear deer coming. I don't know if you feel the same way or not. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I to be honest with you. And I, I don't know if it was my dad teaching me from like a young boy up, but I can remember going rifle hunting with him and it'd be freezing out and he wouldn't have, he'd have his like orange beanie, not over his ears, just on top of his head. I'm like, and I'm over there and had my beanie down over my ears. He's like, you can't hear when you have that. And then from there on, I never had anything over my ears. And to this day, it's, it's tough for me to hunt, pull up a hood or have a, a beanie on because I just don't feel like I can hear as well as I should. So, um, yeah, go into a little more depth about that and, uh, how you guys came up with the idea or what you did to test it. Yeah. A, a lot of hunters complain about that. And so it, it was a, a true problem that we wanted to solve. And so every time I, I, we, we have a great partnership with Gore and every time I start digging around and meeting people inside of Gore, I find out like there's somebody that works on this weird project, like that you would never think anybody would have staff for. Um, but <laughs> Gore, it, whether or not you know this, like if you have a cell phone, you probably have Gore material in that. If you have earbuds hmm. for your phone, they probably have Gore material in it. And that's because like, you ever wonder why you can drop your phone in the water and it's okay. And that's because there's uh, a, 
technically gore material usually in that. And what that does is stop water from entering the electronics if it goes submerged. But it still allows the vapor out of the foam because your foam, it gets hot, right? Yep. So that's going to make vapor need to go back and forth. And so that's really important. Same thing happens in your headlights, by the way, of your car. If you, if you if those heat up, they got to let vapor out. So there's core material in that. So, I mean, everything from heart sense to, you know, to, to, uh, um, uh, to, you know, headlights. Um, but because of this, there's this people at Gore that actually specialize in end user hearing, uh, because if you, you want to be able to hear out of your phone. So they have what's called a head and torso simulator and the nickname of them is Mr. Hats, but just imagine like a mannequin. And then it's actually got human ears on it and it <laughs> simulates and hears just like a human does. And so we can play white noise and that head will pick it up. BMW would do the same thing in their car. It's called a binaural head. They sit it in the car and then it, you know, they want to hear what's going on. Why is it quiet enough? You're driving down the road or, you know, how's the music sound in there? So that's what the binaural head's used for. And so we can simulate actually what a human would hear. And what we do is we would take all these different textile packages and insulation packages, and we would test them to see uh, what was the most acoustically transparent. And you would not believe, like we didn't just stick mesh hearing ports in here. We, like we found that we could do double insulation for extra warmth, but the type of mesh we use really matters. And so you wouldn't think that, you know, just off mm -hmm. the top of your head, that would make no sense. But that, so we actually did make a difference uh, in what you were able to hear. And then if you remember James Black, who's an acoustic engineer um, from when we relaunched the Fanatic. And he, uh, he's the person that if you go into a concert venue or an office building, you know, the people hire him to come in and, uh, tell them what's going on with acoustics. He also is an instructor here at Montana State University. And so he and I went and actually took leaves from Georgia. We brought them back, leaves and dirt and sticks. And we actually put them in a, a sound chamber in his uh, studio. And we would crush them with like a simulated deer hook to actually measure the frequency. Then he calculated that for human hearing. And then when you went through all that and put it through an algorithm, what he would essentially be able to tell us is, oh, well, with this hood, you can hear four times the distance of the old hood. So that's like 20 yards versus 80 yards. Or if it's at the same distance, it's going to be three times as loud. So if you're hearing something at 40 yards, it's going to be way, way louder than hmm. if you're just wearing a regular hood. So that, you know, that can make a big difference when it comes to, you know, if you've only got a few seconds or like you were talking about, did I have time to get ready for that buck to be coming? Yep. And I was wearing the Stratus beanie that day and it was snowing and super cold that day. And maybe the reason that I was able to turn around and get ready for him when he was coming is because I did pick him up and he was on my backside. He wasn't the way I was looking. Hmm. And so uh, that makes all the difference because, you know, if they're 20, they're really cute in the movement. So if they're, you know, 25 yards away and you go to make a movement, you know, you've got a greater chance of getting pegged, but if they're back in the brush or, you know, there's some brush between you and them, you can strategically make the time to make that move and get ready. That's incredible. I, it, it, it never seems, 
it, it's crazy to me how far we can keep pushing this and come out with new gear. Um, you know, cause like in bow hunting or big game hunting or at like every inch or every second matters and every little advantage you can get makes such a big difference. And hearing would have probably been like, you know, I, it's the simple things like me not putting on beanies or scrolling, like rolling up the beanie so I can hear, but not thinking about how can we improve this to make it better. So it's so cool that, that you guys put so much time and effort into this uh, to make our lives that much easier. So I won't have to, won't have to worry about my ears being beat red anymore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so nice when it gets cold and like the Stratus beanie has it now. So you can, and it has a little bit more scoop to the ears. So it rolls up a little bit easier. And then if it is cold, like in, rather than doing the old flipperoo, you know, where you put yep. one side up and the other side down, <laughs> like you can literally like, it's a cold day. I flip down and I, I can assure you, you can nearly hear as well as with nothing on your ears. So if you get stuck in that situation, yeah. you know, I still like to have nothing on my ears, but now I, I, I can do it if I need to. And I have, I use it quite often when it's really cold, especially first thing in the morning. Yeah. You don't feel like you're at that big of a disadvantage anymore. If you have something over your ears, yeah. that's yeah, awesome. It's, uh, it definitely, yeah. lets you be a little bit more focused. So, so that's in the Stratus line hoodie and like the hood on the jacket and as well on the Stratus beanie. Correct. That is correct. Okay. So if you, if you ran the beanie and then the hood up as well, could you hear just as good or, you know, obviously more layers, would that decrease it even more? It'll have some effect, but it's not much. I mean, I, I usually wear the beanie and then flip the hood up if I need some extra uh, for my neck. Um, so uh, that that makes a huge difference. And then uh, the Fanatic beanie also got updated this year, and it also has the hearing ports in it. So. Awesome. And it's now coming in two sizes. So if you got a, a big crown height, big crown size, yeah, uh, there's actually a, a XL, double XL side, and then there's a medium large side. So nice. I wear the medium large, but yeah, a lot of guys, you know, want uh, a little bit more room. So that's in the fanatic. You have two sizes of beanie. Good deal, good deal. So we covered the Strata stuff pretty good there. Um, I'm excited about the vest as well because um, I do like being a traditional archer. I like keeping. I I love the shacket, and I think you guys discontinued the shacket. Um, but I, yeah. I love that. I love that piece. I still wear it to this day and I, I, you know, and I'll run, you know, my previous system, I'd run the, you know, the heavy layer bases with the Equinox pants. And then when it's really cold and then the fanatic bibs and then a fanatic or core lightweight, uh, long sleeve shirt, the fanatic hoodie, and then the shacket. <laughs> that was like my go-to. I love that piece, um, uh, which I'll probably still wear it, but um, the Stratus vest will be clutch, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on the jacket. Um, you know, it's just, uh, well, maybe one day we'll get to bring it back. Uh, it is just so unique, unique and niche. Um, you know, but I, I love it. Just the heat, you know, retention in your armpit. So if anybody's out there looking for that, like go on a search because yeah, if you can get your hands on one, uh, now's the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure i should have ordered a couple extra <laughs> um, but i know i know you got you got some other things that we can talk about here chris uh 
you know, I, my main uh, pant that I wear for whitetail and, and before we hit the record button, I told you I wear that pant all the time. I believe you guys made some updates to that as well. Yeah, so uh, the Equinox pants is definitely our most popular pants. Uh, it's just a really great general-use pant with cargo boxes. But now that one's still in the line, but we actually added another pant that's called the Equinox Midi pant. So this is a mid-layer pant. So you could wear it under the Equinox pant or the Stratus bibs or the Fanatic bibs or the Cinerator. It's, 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 that's why the name Midi is in there. And what that is, it's, it's kind of like the heavyweight bottoms or a heavyweight fleece bottom, but on steroids. It's got a really high gauge Berber knit on the inside and then a smooth face, thin calves, you know, tight, you know, more form fitting calves mm-hmm. uh, so that it fits inside tall boots. Um, but it's the great thing I like is I could walk in, you know, how we talked about in really cold weather months. And I, you know, I did this in Pennsylvania. I walked in with that pant on and then I would layer my bibs on over it, but it's almost like you're wearing like a heavyweight bottom, but a little bit warmer. But then I don't look like I'm walking in in my underpants or a pair of face layers. Uh, It actually is a pant. So you, it doubles as an hour later but it can also be a mid-layer, uh, so that's why the midi name. Nice, nice. You guys, you guys have a knack for making things so comfortable. I, I think I could fall asleep in them because um, they do, they do feel like pajamas. I mean, every pant, like you do a squat in them. Um, from the big game, the whole way down to the late tail stuff, it's literally like I could sleep in this stuff. It's that comfortable. Uh, and a matter of fact, when I'm out west in Colorado, I do sleep in it. I don't even take it off to sleep. But um, comfort yeah, is I'm king. Sure nobody can admit to snoring away a deer. So. <laughs> That's for sure. So is that? Um, and then, yeah, that's the men's apparel. But we did put a huge, uh, a lot of effort. And I, I'm going to say this is a true we, we because we did relaunch the women's fanatic. And this was a truly women's-led solution. So I'm talking about it, but I have to say, like, Erica and our team of ambassadors and field testers are really the ones that that developed this solution. And the reason we didn't come out with a fanatic last year for women's is because we just don't take men's and then just shrink it down and say, oh, that's good for women. Mm -hmm. We actually go and think about what women will need. And so there's some different warrant properties that, you know, women need um, just because it is true because their body makeup, uh, they do need uh, different warming zones. So we have thicker ground shield in the back of the bib seat and the back of the jacket. We have an extra vent in the women's, a different pocketing configuration since they're obviously shaped different. And then another thing that a lot of people don't know about, but we actually had customers calling our customer service line and complaining about this, but if women have to use the restroom, they have to exit the stand. Like we're guys, we can just go in a Gatorade bottle off the stand, depending on what you do right. Women actually think about it. They can't, they mm-hmm. have to actually climb down. And if there's deer on one side of a green field or a food plot, or even if they don't see the deer, they technically have to interrupt the hunting zone. And um, so if you're, uh, you know, anything about the hiking world, but you've probably seen these, um, relief systems that are called like Tinkerbell or Go Girl, mm-hmm. um, and they allow women to actually use the restroom without sitting down. Um, and so now 
uh, women don't actually have to exit the stand. Like if you, if that's not for you, you won't even notice it, it won't be a problem, but there's a whole base layer system that goes along with the fanatics called the fanatic bottoms. And it actually allows women to use those relief systems. So that's, that's a true women led solution. Like I said, the customers that actually even called our customer service, they became part of the field test group. That's so. awesome. That is pretty cool. I never really even thought about it, but I have went a few times with my wife hunting and she's like, I got to go. And I had never even thought about it, but she had to climb down. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. That you guys are... that got me. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I, th I think the quote that got me one time is my eyes are turning yellow. And then that was the point <laughs> I knew like, this is no problem. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of funny to talk about, but it's it's the real deal. So, That's uh, awesome. You know, definitely needed, definitely needed for them. So if you would, yeah. Uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. There's there's just a little delay, so I can edit that out. But um, if you would, Chris, go into. I know you guys have a lot of packs that uh, are being introduced this year. So um, one, I'm really excited to get my hands on. Um, but if you would go into all the packs that you're releasing here this year. Yeah. Um, so this year we completely reset the pack line. You know, we had some great packs out. Uh, and, but, you know, you learn as you go and, and, and hear feedback. And so you want to make an update and, and see how you can make them better. So last year we came out with the fanatic and that's a totally quiet pack. So if you don't care anything about, you know, uh, you just want to make no noise in the field. That's the pack for you. Um, but then there's a lot of other different packs for different styles of hunting and packs are probably the worst about that because if I ask you or me or the next person what they want in a pack, I'm probably going to get more answers than there are people. And so mm -hmm. we developed um, a pack, uh, you know, our largest pack, which is the cargo box, is 2,200 cubic inches. So this is, this is a, our largest capacity pack. Uh, and it's called the cargo box. Then we developed like a, a mid-sized pack, uh, which is called the tool bucket. It's about 1,800 cubic inches of storage. Um, and then the last one is the tool belt, uh, which is about 600 cubic inches. And it is a running gun style pack. And they're all built like on a bucket style format, mm -hmm. which is really great for accessing your gear inside of a tree stand because you can hang them all from the lid or the handle if you want to. Um, but that's that's really the... the uh, the setup but you know for each each style of hunting you can you can refine or find a pack that's right for you um i bet the one that you seem to be most excited about is the tool belt that's the one i'm hearing the most excitement out about on right now uh that and the one other pack I, am i right yeah you know i'm actually i'm really excited about them all <laughs> because i do all <laughs> all different type styles of hunting i guess you could say you know and when I'm here at the house, like the tool bucket works great for me. I can throw my camera gear in there and, and my camera arms in the side pouches and then hold all my equipment that I need. Um, and I'm not hiking that far, so I really don't need like load storage for like my fanatic stuff or anything like that. Um, but then, you know, there's also times I get home from work late and I'm rushing to the stand and I want to go like super minimal without my camera gear. And then I have this pack full of all my camera gear, you know, so like, and then there's times I'm, I'm mobile hunting and going deep, um, that I'd like to be able to, uh, throw my sticks and stand on it and everything else. So they're all appealing to me. 
Um, but you know, <laughs> being a traditional archer and then having drag geeks and filming everything and like, I, I, deep down, I really want to be this minimal guy, <laughs> but for some reason I'm taking everything in under the sun out to the woods with me. You know, it's hard for me to, um, go hunting without taking a pile of stuff because of filming and whatnot. But yeah, I'm excited about the, the tool belt for sure. Well, uh, yeah, I guess on that vein, let's go largest to smallest and I'll take, <laughs> Sounds take great. through each one. Um, so if you carry everything and you're you're on the money every person i speak to that carries camera gear is really digging the cargo box and that's because of the capacity and it's it's actually got great compartments for uh like you know camera arms if you're using those lenses um so and, and all of those wind up taking up a lot of space like you mentioned mm -hmm. so the cargo box is essentially a very large bucket if you're familiar with the old tool bucket design. Um, but what uh, it does is it allows you to use a stand carry system. So if you're taking in like a traditional like um, like lone wolf or you know um, uh, you know hawk style or millennium style stand that's that's a, you know a running gun platform stand, or if you're even setting stands in the early season, uh, you, you know before the season starts you can split the pack apart and attach the stand and we made it way easier to use. So now mm -hmm. instead of having using the zipper and the, and the old uh, buckle that were with it, uh, now what you do is you, you release the buckle at the, the top, two load bearing straps, and then two little hypalon snaps on the side. And those come loose and then the pack just falls apart. I can do it in, you know, five seconds. Uh, and then when you go in there, you can attach your stand. You run the straps like straight up through the stand. So like, don't go around the stand. Like if you have ports in your, in your floor of your stand, go straight up through them. You cinch it down. That stand becomes another part of your frame. Then you take the brown straps. So the orange straps are for the stand. The brown straps are attaching the, the bag to the stand. And you, you attach those bags on. And then so you can run in that way. And then there's some side wings that open up. So if you're carrying sticks, for, for, you know, uh, climbing, uh, those can go in the side wings. They just open up and then you set your sticks inside of there. Um, and so that's a great way to do that. And then if you're running the saddle, what you talked about, you just wouldn't put the stand in between the, uh, in between the, the frame, there'd be no platform. So your sticks go in the side, but then on the front of the pack, you can nest the teeth of your, your kind of your saddle platform right down in the bottom of this little hypalon strap. And then that strap just goes to the top port to the stand. And so when you walk up, you like I can literally set my bag down, unclip one strap, platforms out, hook to my belt, open up the side wings, pull my sticks out, and I'm ready to climb, nice. uh, which is great. And then to put it back together, uh, there's just these two posts uh, that you'll see at the bottom of Sika logos. And then you'll see these receivers on the frame side of the pack. And inside of the ports of the receivers, are reflective materials so if you're wearing a headlamp uh, it makes them really easy to see at night mm -hmm. uh, so you can drop those ports right in then this little sleeve fits over the top of the frame and then reattach the buckles and the load bearing straps and you know you're ready to go i have some videos um, that are going to be going up on the youtube channel for sick a year uh, that are great uh, because this is a pack 
if I just gave it to you, you probably wouldn't figure out half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching those videos on how to use the pack will get you way more out of the pack than you could ever believe. I think we've been, you know, I've been <laughs> a lot of times when I go uh, to public land where I'm hiking in deep, I'd use big game packs. But there's always like a deep in my mind, I'm always like, we need a whitetail pack that can do basically a Western style hunt, but be able to sit in a stand, you know, and so I, I feel like this has been a long time coming. Like it, I'm really excited for this pack. Even last year, I took I think two days and and did some like deep woods mountain hunting, and uh, it worked. Obviously, what I had, but I was like, there has to be a better way. So I'm really excited to to get my hands on that pack for sure. Yeah, and you you mentioned that too is like the the big game style hunting. This is a true whitetail pack, but that has a lot. And the like the chassis of the hip belt, like the this is carries loads. Like I've carried two stands, two sets of sticks. Like I mean, that's a ton of weight. And uh, and if you were to have to carry meat out if you needed to, uh, the good thing is now on the top lid and the bottom of the pack, anything like. Uh, like your apparel that you had inside of the pack, mm-hmm. you can move to the outside of the pack and you could literally load that in there. Uh, and there is a little hypalon sleeve that if you want to get creative, but what I'm saying is if you actually had to get meat out, you could, you could pack it out. <laughs> nice. Cause I mean, yeah. that's in reality, a lot of times if you're using a pack like that, you are deep in the woods and you necessarily wouldn't want to drag it out anyways, or at least be able to get some out in, in the first trip and then go back in for it. But, um, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, that's the cargo box. Um, uh, I think, I think that covers that one pretty well. The next one is our mid frame pack and that's the tool bucket, which is really an update to the old toolbox. If you're familiar with our old pack, um, I just love that name bucket. So yep. I had to keep it, uh, because it's, it says exactly what it is. It is a tool bucket for the side of the stand and you just hang it up by the lid. And we've done some, and some, it's not a total departure from the inside pocketing, but just some refinement. So there's actual perfect spots for salt, you know, if you're doing that type of stuff. Water bottle holders are way better at holding the water bottle in. You can now strap a, um, uh, you know, your jacket to the top and the bottom of the pack. There's actually a sleeve for a bow arm uh, that's on the pack. So on the sides of the pack, you'll see these deep sleeves. Those are great for throwing a bow arm in or even like a camera arm if you're wanting it. Um, and then on both the cargo box and the tool bucket is a new back strapping system. So uh, you can now, um, uh, you'll see these little hypalon pieces with triangles on them. And the reason those are there is they're, they're designed to really hold, uh, if you're carrying a weapon in, uh, you can do that and it holds it much better. So if it's like a, a bow and it's riser, you know, it doesn't really matter that much, I think, for traditional guys. But, you know, if you're running like a rifle, you can run it around the grip and around the, the barrel. Or if you're running a bow, uh, you can you can run it around the riser. So that's, that's just some of the changes. I don't think, you know, for the listeners of your podcast, that'll be, a huge deal, but, uh, again, great for carrying, uh, platforms in or anything else you need to carry in. Um, and then, uh, you know, one neat thing too is on the inside of the top lid, you'll see a little zipper right on the inside. Uh, If you open that up, a blaze orange flag will drop out 
and it actually wraps around uh, the pack. So one of the things when you put on a pack, what do you do if you're wearing blaze orange? You're covering up that blaze orange. Yep. And so you can actually maintain your your uh, your orange um, from from the backside. That's awesome. Yeah, because I know in Pennsylvania that's a that's a big ordeal because you have to have so many square feet or whatever. So a lot of times when you do carry a pack, it, it you could technically, you know, get fined for it. But yeah, yeah, and so and it's mainly just the safety aspect yep. of it, you know. Absolutely, um, having it covered from the side and and everything else can make a difference. So, um, uh, so that is the tool bucket update. Um, and oh, one thing I forgot to mention too on the the front lids of the tool bucket and the cargo box, they now drop down. So I don't know if you know that old scoop design that we had before. You still can maintain that, which mm-hmm. is really great for accessing your gear. But you can actually close up the height now too. Uh, so uh, you can get a full, de- full depth of the pack if nice. you want to. Uh, so that, that's just a little change. We made uh, top lid opens with one hand now. So you don't, the, the front lid won't fall down because it's, it's a pull zipper. Then the top lid, when it comes up, is a um, is a uh, like a one-handed. The zippers will just slide; they're not locking zippers, and that's on purpose. Um, and then you'll see a little zipper on the top of the pack too. And the reason that's there is for like rock climbing ropes. If you ever seen those, they kind of just stack in on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Well, inside there's a little piece of webbing. You can tie that off, and then I just stack my pull rope. But if I want to pull my bag up afterwards. I can just hook a carabiner to my harness. I climb up and the rope comes out of that bag as you climb. So it doesn't get wrapped around your sticks or I'm sure you've all had this happen. You get yeah. about halfway up your stand and you're pulling up like a six foot, you know, fallen piece of stick down on the ground. So mm-hmm. Awesome. So that, yeah. So try to think of the little things. Um, and last is the tool belt and that's the running gun. Nice. Um, and I think there's just a ton of excitement around this bag. Um, it's very, it's very cool because it's got the hip belt of like the load hauling bag. So it carries the weight really nice, mm-hmm. but it's a tiny six, you know, 600 cubic inch bag, but I actually never wind up running out of space. So one of the problems with hip packs is a lot of times, like you said, you run out of room, right? Mm-hmm. Especially later season you don't have enough stuff to carry in. And so we wanted to solve that for, uh, for running a hip pack. So actually for late season hunts, you can pack your apparel in and a removable stuff sack. And so you can take in like a Celsius midi jacket, like a fanatic jacket, a stratus jacket, and they all stuff in through this compression pouch, but then that can be removed using these wire gate buckles. So, nice. uh, so you can have a really tiny low profile in the stand. That is awesome. So that kind of just like runs up along your back, your extra apparel, but then you have all the cubic feet for your gear that you want to take. Correct. And, and so if you want to run, you know, just that piece for extra harness support, you can use a stuff sack. And then one little trick, most people won't know, but there's these little wire gate buckles that just, attach that removable stack to the um, to the top of the the uh, tool belt. But if you unclip the the side straps and actually run the shoulder straps from the harness 
through those wire bait buckles and just shut them, you can actually have just a tiny little bag that's just a tiny little bag. Like, you know, you've seen those kid kid bags sometimes that are just really simple, yep. you know, pullover bags. You can run it as a separate bag itself if you like to. Gotcha. Yep. That is pretty um, cool. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun with that bag too. The hip pack you can flip it over too, and you can access it. Uh, it's a two way lid, so okay. you can access it while wearing it. So if you wanna, uh, I would say like eat pop tarts right right at your hips. You have them there, <laughs> and if you wanna, you know, open up your lid and and hang it off the tree just like the normal tool belt or tool buckets and cargo boxes, you can. So uh, a lot of versatility uh, in that pack. Um, even a bow arm sleeve on the bottom of the pack so you can you actually have a place to carry a uh, a bow arm for hanging your bow from the tree awesome well i'm excited to get my hands on that especially it has a like a water bottle holder on there too as well i, I think i saw uh, john had a had it and he took a picture of it and i think you guys shared it but they're kind of like water bottle holders off the side of that too is, is am i right yeah, there's two of them, and they're removable. So I always kind of joke, like, one's for either coffee and one's for water, or one's for, you know, your water and then, like, a Gatorade bottle to use the restroom in. And mm-hmm. then if you're like, hey, I, I go off the tree, then you don't need that one on there. But And and uh, I do know a few people that are running cameras, so they keep their lenses in those when they're uh-huh. doing um, yeah. photography. Yeah. <laughs> so Perfect. Maybe maybe i'll be able to run that specifically for uh for everything i do i, I hope because i like i like to keep it as minimal as possible at least here on my property where i don't need to take a whole lot yeah i i i think you'll actually you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised you you may you may have to try both the cargo and you may have to go to the two ends of the spectrum and then <laughs> tell me which one you like better well i you know i just did that podcast with uh john and i was talking with him and i said you know there's two types of guys one that takes too much and one that doesn't take enough and i'm the guy that takes too much so you know i'm I'm always trying to cut things back but i'm like ah, i could use this you know (laughs) and i'm i'm not even that far from my house it's not like a big deal you know but i'm always taking too much crap into the woods it seems like yeah i i can get the same way my problem is is because i i test all these packs (laughs) <laughs> I'm always moving around and never yep. using the same one. So half the time I'm like, I get up and I'm like, well, that's in the other pack. I, it was, <laughs> it didn't, you know, so a lot of times I, I just, I, I have to have like sets of threes. I think of everything. So I can just leave the pack I'm running today, the pack I'm running. Cause you know, I, I like to spend time in the woods with all of them, yeah. uh, but it, it certainly makes where I have to, spend way more money on things like grunt tubes and <laughs> range <laughs> finders and yeah to have multiple them all in three. <laughs> uh, shoot well thanks so much chris for coming on when when is all this product going to be released when can people uh either purchase it on sicka gear or um you know i i also do a lot of stuff through kinsey outdoors here in pennsylvania that that also is a retailer for you guys but when is all this stuff going to be available yeah, they're a, a great retailer, um, and uh, you know it's uh, uh, July tenth. Uh, they're actually live. If you want to see anything on the website now, um, what I would do is definitely encourage you to go in your retail shop, take a look in the store, 
um, try, you know, try everything on, work with the staff there, uh, you know, support your local retailer because those are the people that can help you build a really great, a great kit. And they're all super knowledgeable about the product. So I, I personally love to go into a store and just spend some time talking to uh, people that, that know gear, especially on stuff that I may not that be that familiar with. Absolutely. That helps. Yes, it does. Well, thanks so much again, Chris, for coming on. Uh, hopefully we can uh, have you back on the podcast when this season's over and, and, and just talk some stories instead of uh, just gear all the time. <laughs> I like some stories. That's always good. Sounds good, Chris. Well, Sitka Gear has really came out with a lot of new products for 2020. I hope you guys enjoy these podcasts, uh, kind of summarizing what's new um, in the whitetail realm or big game realm for the seasons. I, I enjoy doing them, touching base with these guys and, and always learning. Um, I'm really excited to try out the beanie and the hoodies that have the um, better hearing um, capabilities in them. So I, I think those are going to be really, really crucial here in Pennsylvania when it gets chilly outside. Really excited for the new packs that they came out with, so I'm excited to uh, test those out as well, uh, especially running with camera gear and, and the new saddle hunting that I've been doing a little bit of. So Again, guys, if you want to try any of this gear out or purchase it, go to KinseyOutdoors.com. Go to their their, their retail shop uh, out near Lancaster, PA. Um, great information, great place to go check out the gear, and, and they're very knowledgeable in it as well. As always, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Next podcast, I promise, is going to be more traditional related, talking about um, practice and shooting bows. Uh, how to get prepared for the up-and-coming season. I plan to have Aaron and Derek back on just to kind of do a BS session. But as always, guys, stay safe, shoot straight, and take care.